Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's good, Internet? You're listening to what's going to be either episode 190 or 191 of the Cerebcast. We're recording this week, uh, this week's episode, excuse me, on Friday, March 15th. Beware the Ides of March. If you're tuning into the Cerebcast for the first time, the Cerebcast is a podcast by Mobile Syrup, Canada's largest independent tech website devoted to fostering intelligent and sometimes funny discussion related to tech and telecom news. Sometimes we just go off the rocket and talk about whatever. Today is not one of those days. Today is going to be very focused. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. This week, I'm joined by Mobile Syrup staff writer, John Lamont. John, welcome back to the podcast. Howdy. It's good to be here. Uh, it's been a little while since I've been on, I think. Hopefully, we'll have you on more often because you're going to, what I imagine, you're going to provide us with many thoughtful insights. That's the goal. Uh, John joins me this week to talk about Android Q. So, John, it's finally here. Yes, yes. It's been a long wait. Um, it feels like all of this week has just been like, Android Q's coming today. Oh, yes. no, no. A little bit later. Yeah, so some context um, for those who don't follow this stuff as intently as we do. Um, so word on the street was that Google planned to release Android the Android Q developer beta, or excuse me, develop, uh, DP1, which is developer preview one, on Monday. Monday came in once. No Android Q. Yeah, it was it was a it was a long Monday. Yes, and then Tuesday came without much of anything, mm -hmm. and then finally it's like, well, Wednesday, Wednesday, this is the day it's going to happen, and then, you know, as uh, they do on the West Coast, they kind of moseyed through it, and boom, three o'clock Eastern time, here it is. Enjoy DP one. You know, the floodgates just opened. That was yeah. it. Uh, so, John, you installed uh, Android Q on Wednesday, and I thought before we jump into like a rundown of the features, just give us your initial thoughts on it. Um, so just my initial thoughts, like once I got it booted up, my first kind of thought was, well, this looks like a lot a lot like P. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, visually there's not a lot different that you'll notice right off the top. Most of what I've seen so far has been cases of little things that have changed, little tweaks. Um, like the status bar icons, I think, have been, you know, like they're bolder now. The more use of Google Sans throughout settings is different. There's a couple, there's just little things, little quality of life improvements that have been added. And it feels a lot like Q is Google refining Android even more. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of the features, uh, I think, you know, the big one. And so let me, before I get into the features, I should mention... Um, This is, you know, if you joined the, or if you took part in the developer preview last year, this is par for the course, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, when Google launched the Android P developer preview, it was a lot like Android Oreo, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was only until developer preview 2, which they released at Google I.O. Uh, of May of that year, that 
they kind of showed off the uh, consumer facing features, right? So that was when it's like, here's, uh, here's digital well-being. Here's our gesture navigation scheme. Here uh, is all the other wonderful things that you can expect with Android P. And I imagine that's going to be the same this year, right? Uh, oh, most definitely. Although, and this is a big although, you can see kind of some of the like the big tentpole features. Um, although, and you know, like they're not easy to access, let's say, or like uh, maybe <laughs> that's, not that's easy. That's an understatement. Uh, there, you have to do some uh, something through hoops, uh, some finagling. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but let's talk about the stuff that is like wide in the open first. So new yeah. privacy controls, run us through that. Yeah, so I've just got it actually open here on the Pixel XL and it's like a whole new menu in the settings that gives you quick access to things like app permissions, um, how you, what content is shown on your lock screen, uh, Google's autofill service, which saves passwords, credit cards, addresses, stuff like that, location history, like your advertising IT and personalization and all that kind of stuff which I think it's really good for Google to put all this stuff right out in the open in a very easy and accessible spot in the phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's a big change from kind of how they used to do it. Yeah, and so one of the big things here is that I think um, the key point is that you have more granular and like very specific controls over certain things. So for example, when it comes to location-based uh, services, uh, you can limit apps so that they can only pull location data when they're kind of front of the phone, right? Instead of in the background. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's fair to say, one, this is long overdue, but two, now that it's finally here, this is great, right? Oh, absolutely. It's That's how iOS has handled it for a mm -hmm. long time. So this is one of those features where it's like, I'm glad that it's finally coming to Android mm -hmm. um, because one way that I've kind of noticed that it affects my phone is that um, only having an app use location when you're using the app significantly lessens how it impacts your battery life because if an app is constantly checking your location in the background, mm -hmm. it's going to drain your battery. If you can restrict that to when you're using it, mm -hmm. it helps a lot. That's much more sensical, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, like this has kind of been a through line with Android and as, as it relates to app permissions, right? Famously, uh, I can't remember now off the top of my head when they introduced the more granular app permissions. I believe, I want to say it was Oreo, but it could be earlier. I, I think Oreo or Nougat, Yeah, it's... It's hard to remember. It feels like every year they, they tweak it a little bit. Slightly, and... yeah, but uh, famously, whether it was Oreo or Nugget, um, or nougat, excuse me. Um, you just had to like it was all or nothing, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that was a disaster. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so you had apps, obviously. You know, as we've seen, the Facebooks of the world just happy to take all your data. Mm. Um, so anyway, all of that to say, this is a really great change, and I'm hoping we'll see more and perhaps you know it get polished even further. Absolutely. Um, so beyond, you know, so that's one of the big easy to access features. And we'll talk of some smaller ones that are, you know, also front facing, easy to access at this point. But now you kind of get into the, the like, let's say the dark corners of, and John knows where I'm going with this, yeah. of Android Q, which is, um, and sorry for the terrible pun, but there are these features like dark mode, which ostensibly and technically are there, but you do have to jump through hoops, as you said. So what is yeah. the hoops you have to do 
And I guess before you say that, sorry, um, let me set the stage, which is like dark mode, system-wide dark mode was one of the big features we were expecting to come into with Android Q. You know, this was the thing that XDA was like, it's here, guys. It's finally here. So how do you access dark mode? Um, so at first, it seemed like the only way to access dark mode was to turn it on in Android Pie before you updated to Q. Um, Tough luck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found that out after I had finished upgrading, and I'm like, well, I didn't have it turned on. Yeah. It sucks to be me. But uh, later on, it was discovered that you could also turn it on by enabling battery saver. Mm-hmm. And that would turn dark mode on in the settings and across all your apps that have a dark mode setting. Mm-hmm. But it also affected some Google apps that don't have an official dark mode yet, like Google Photos. Mm-hmm. And if you open up, Google, if you have Q on your phone, you open up Google Photos with your dark mode turned on, it's a mess. There's mm-hmm. weird textures, there's like gradients where it fades from dark mode to white. Um, certain parts of the app are still in light mode. So it's just like, Clearly the navigation not bar is yeah. like the best example. So it, yeah, um, it's hard to kind of relay this without, you know, uh, showing pictures. So apologies. I'm going to try to do my best here. But essentially, you have like the background is black and yeah. then the bar at the bottom is white and the icons are still, you know, the regular light mode, as you said. Yeah. And so it just it just doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, John, we were discussing this before the podcast. This is not. Uh, if there's a misstep with Android Q, I think this is it, right? Like they had to get this dark mode out as soon as possible so that they could give guidance to developers so that this would not turn into a mess. Yeah. And I think um, the important thing to remember is that Q is not finalized yet, right? Mm -hmm. They're still working on it. They're still doing stuff. But this kind of initial showing is a little bit disappointing Mm -hmm. because I think if... If Google can come out and say, okay, all of our apps are dark mode ready, here's what system-wide dark mode should look like from our perspective, Hmm. then it's a lot easier and it makes more sense for developers to say, okay, we're going to do this in our apps too. Right. And I think famously Google has struggled with this, right? Um, Yeah. Obviously, you and uh, Bennett here, who's on recording duties, shout outs to Bennett, Um, you know you've kind of made a career of writing about material design updates at this point. material design (laughs) updates and now dark mode. It's kind of been the shift there. Yeah, right. And so, you know, like there are apps, you know, and famously some like Google Maps, which have like such an extensive and like, you know, um, I I don't think it's fair to say it's like a spaghetti code base, but there's it's a huge code base, right? Yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot there to update, right? And so... Not even like all of Google's apps currently have the new material design. So, yeah. you know, I can't imagine like they'll be able to, this is Google that is, to get dark mode ready across their entire ecosystem. Yeah, I just, I don't see it being feasible with how long, like just look at the the new material theme update. Look how long it's taken Google to get mm-hmm. all of its apps up to date. And even still, some of them aren't up up to date, right? So um, and I feel like dark mode almost relies on that material theme mm-hmm. to to work because that material theme, one of the tenets of it is using white space. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a lot of white space, it's kind of hard to have a lot of dark space, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so do you see like how is dark mode going to shape up once Android Q launches? Do you think it'll be a good experience? And Because I think that's like a legitimate question. 
Um, I think it will be close to a good experience. I think it will be a lot better of an experience than what we have now mm-hmm. in Android Pie, which is some apps have dark modes and some don't. Some apps are linked together. So like if you turn on dark mode in your contacts app, it turns on in your dialer too, mm-hmm. but that's not across the board, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing is that it's a unified experience and that there's one toggle to turn on dark mode across everything. Mm-hmm. And then any app that implements dark mode ties into that, right? Mm-hmm. So Twitter, for example, already has a dark mode. If Twitter's dark mode ties into that overarching toggle, I think that's going to be a good experience for users. Right. Yeah, because it saves you so much time, obviously. Exactly. Right? Instead of having to do this like case-by-case basis. Right? Yeah, that's, that's one of the big reasons why I haven't used dark mode really on my phones up until now because I have to turn it on per app. Right. Hmm. And I just I don't have the time to figure that out. Or you just download Spotify, which, you know, is kind of 10 steps ahead. Playing yeah. 4D chess is like we've had a dark mode all this time. Yeah. It's the only mode we have. Yeah, right? Exactly. Um, other big feature, native desktop mode. We were trying to get this to work and no dice. Yeah, um, we have a couple of USB-C monitors here at the office that we were plugging in uh, my Pixel 2 XL. And just across the board, none of them seem to really want to recognize it or work or do anything. But mm-hmm. uh, that could be also cables because USB-C cables are kind of like just a mess right now. Yeah, so. who knows? Um, but from what I've read, this also seems to be quite bare bones, which again is, you know, like again is disappointing um, because I think... You know, obviously they want to keep the big features close to their chest um, so that they can give them a proper like coming out party at Google I.O. But at the same time, this is a developer preview. It needs to be in place. These features need to be in place close to completion so that developers know how to take advantage of them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, like you're you're 100 percent right. It's they're they're holding on to it so that they can make a big deal about it at their Mm -hmm. press event and get all that press because they know that people like us are going to dig into the DP one and, and look at all these features ahead of time and kind of spoil it for everyone. Right. But Mm -hmm. you're right. The, if the things aren't there for developers to use and, and play with and learn about them so that they can implement their own, you know, changes to their apps to make it work, Mm -hmm. it's just not going to be a successful feature. Mm -hmm. And why do you think, um, Google decided to implement a desktop mode? Cause I'm not quite, you know, like, I'm not quite sure where they're coming uh, from with this. Honestly, I, I have no idea. It's yeah. it's a really weird thing. Um, I've seen, uh, and it, sorry, not Android, uh, Samsung's Dex feature. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty neat where you just plug your phone in and it becomes like a trackpad and you have a desktop environment. Um, so having that at a base level for Android, I think, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could kind of see Google trying to implement their Chrome OS into that in a way. Mm-hmm. I know there's been rumors and talk for, right. for years about implementing Chrome OS and, and Android into one kind of thing. Um, so I could see them trying to do something like that. And it could be a really potentially successful feature because it eliminates a whole extra device that you need. If you have a Pixel mm-hmm. or any Android any Android device for that matter, you can just plug it into any USB-C monitor and boom, away you go. You've got your desktop environment. And then when you're done, you just unplug it. You've got your phone. Mm-hmm. That's a super, super handy feature. Um, I should know what's, uh, I, it just dawned on me what's kind of humorous about this uh, desktop mode is Android Central has shared here, uh, and shout out to Android Central, um, they've shared a screenshot of it, 
and it has the three button navigation. Oh, because <laughs> um, no. you can't do uh, gestures, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, kind of interesting in this like these ties back to what Android was even just a year ago. Um, this is um, you know this one we've known that it's coming for a while now, but there's support for foldable devices. Yeah. Obviously, you can't install. One, because they're not even out yet. But two, I don't even imagine they would support Android Q uh, in its current iteration. But you can't. So we just have to rely on screenshots from Google. Mm -hmm. Um, Thoughts on this? I mean. It's cool. I like that they're implementing it because they're kind of getting out ahead of the curb with that. I know with Mm -hmm. some features in the past, they've let kind of OEMs take the lead and Mm -hmm. Uh, develop those features and then later they would implement them into Android. So I like that Google's getting out ahead and working with manufacturers like Samsung to develop Android to work with folding displays because I think that's going to be a big trend we're going to see going forward with all these different kind of form factors. You know what? You say that and yet I can't wait for the wait for Android Q to arrive on the Galaxy Fold to be like a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So... It would be like, ah, this, this, this foldable phone would be so good if only I could use Android Q to mm-hmm. not deal with the like buggy software, right? Yeah. Has, has Samsung confirmed like what version of Android is running on the Galaxy Fold? Um, don't quote me on this, but I believe you know, they have said Android P. Okay. Um, yeah. Or essentially, or it's like one UI based on Android P. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mentioned this on last week's podcast, but... You know, I genuinely do believe that part of the reason that Samsung and Huawei have not allowed, um, you know, journalists to really play with these phones uh, in a hands-on environment is, yes, there is the question of like the, the, the. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Display is going to crease as soon as someone touches it. Mm. But two, like the software is just not there. Right. Yeah. Um, and y- it's not going to be a great experience. Right. And so uh, it is it, to me, it's like very it's very interesting that, you know, I get I get it. Samsung needs to be like perceived as number one and on top and s- stuff like that. But really, they could have just waited. <laughs> yeah. Um, OK, so moving on, um, there's a lot of quality of life improvements. Do you want to run down those? Um, yeah, so just kind of like what I've seen off the hop, like we talked about the privacy stuff already, mm-hmm. which is really important, but just um, general polish to to the UI, um, things are more consistent. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the innovation, animations are a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are just kind of the things that I've noticed so far. Um, I don't know if this is just me, but my fingerprint scanner feels faster too on the 3XL. Mm-hmm. I say as it doesn't work for me. It's usually how it goes. But yeah, it's just like little things like that where um, I don't think this is necessarily new, but as I scroll through like the uh, the settings menu here, I notice like under some of the settings, it gives me 
uh, more details, more information, like under location, for example, it says that 22 apps can currently access my location and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's like all these little details. Um, one thing that Igor, you mentioned earlier was the new kind of intelligent quick settings where, mm-hmm. you know, if you try to access Chrome and you're not connected to Wi-Fi, you'll get a pop up that like runs you through connecting to Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just these little things. Um, one of the really small things that I noticed that um, I thought was great um, when you swipe down uh, on the on the status bar um, and you get that first row of quick toggles where the battery icon is, it tells you how long that the battery mm-hmm. is expected to last till, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just these little things that give you extra information where you don't necessarily expect it, but it's useful to have it. Right, and yeah, and so the one um, I really appreciate is there's, there's a new share sheet. So um, if you're not familiar with this functionality, essentially you can move most apps, you can tap the three dots or the hamburger icon and you know click share. So why an example of why you might use this is let's say, you have Pocket installed on your smartphone, and you want to share. Uh, you want to take an article that you're you're considering reading and send it to Pocket, right, for later reading. You can click that. Be, click that three. Uh, him, ah, excuse me, losing my train of thought. You can click that, tap that button, and tap on Pocket, right? Um, there's a new menu for this now, and essentially what they've changed is in Android uh, P and previous. Android would just like every single time you tap the share functionality, it would like generate an entire new list of things to share with, right? Now developers can like set targets for their app. So, you know, let's say Dropbox, um, let's say it sees that you're sharing an image, it'll be like, oh, perhaps you want to share it with Instagram. So that's one of the things we'll pre-populate with. Mm -hmm. And in this way, the share sheet, generates instantly it doesn't take like a couple seconds um and so this is a really great change in my opinion um but there's other stuff too uh that we could you know like go into just on on the sorry on on the share sheet for a second it's i don't think this is necessarily a queue feature but Mm -hmm. one of the other things that they've done to improve it is switch it to a horizontally scrolling layout instead of a vertical one because mm-hmm. then you get less um, stuff that has to be loaded on that initial launch mm-hmm. and if you need to go beyond that first row uh, it can load as you swipe so that's one thing that they've done as well to kind of help improve that right I do believe that is uh, yeah uh, an Android Q feature um, another one uh, is that you know the app info pages now show more information so mm-hmm. again it's there's just uh, you know it's tough to say like that to like kind of render a final judgment whether this is more kind of a maintenance release or a feature release if only because so many of the features aren't there yet um but it definitely seems like there's a lot of good work and polish happening here yeah i i think that's definitely if i if i can say one thing for sure about q so far it's Mm -hmm. that it's it's a polish release there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that they've done so far that's just like they're making it more consistent. More elements mm-hmm. of the operating system are using Google Sans, uh, like their their special font. Um, yeah, it's just consistent across the board, and that's something that I've kind of been waiting for Google to do with their Android operating system mm-hmm. for a long time. Of course, with good stuff comes bad stuff, and in the case of Android Q, it's mostly just silly stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what is one of the more silly things you've seen? Well, uh, the dark corners, uh, mm-hmm. to, to allude back to what you said earlier, is one of the biggest ones that is silly. Mm-hmm. For some reason now, uh, Android Q, when you take a screenshot, shows 
the the rounded corners and the notch, mm-hmm. which like at face value, I would say, okay, that's fine. But instead of just like not having them in the image, mm-hmm. it's that the the image actually is is blacked out there. So you get these black corners, you get this mm-hmm. big black spot where the notch would be, and it's like quite prominent on the three XL. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's very very prominent, and it's like. Well, why is this here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I need to see that these these corners are dark? Also, makes out, our right? job just much harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the one I I just love when Bennett brought in his uh, smartphone with uh, that he had installed Android Q. I went straight into the settings menu and changed the font to the serif, oh. and it literally like just threw him in a loop for like the next 10 minutes he's like how do i turn this off how do i change it and i'm like you're just gonna have to find out not helping you it's yeah that that whole serif thing is a mess i like that they're putting in an option to change the font Mm -hmm. they need to put some better fonts in right and just for perspective it makes it look like a touchwiz phone right like not even one in ui but like something worse yeah like Uh, and like old old touch with like we're talking like gingerbread ice cream sandwich era yeah. like oh it's it, it's not good you know google is google um there was a, some other interesting stuff that came out of this um one of the things is the original pixels which were released in 2016 um can download and install android q um this suggests although google hasn't like 100% confirmed it is that they'll get Android Q as well, which is interesting because, as I mentioned, they launched in 2016. When Google first launched the Pixels, they said two years of uh, platform updates and three years of security updates. The Pixel, uh, the original Pixels are way beyond that at this point. Yeah. And it seems very likely that they'll get Android Q. So this is awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely something unexpected. Um, I still have one of the OG Pixels hiding mm-hmm. in my room somewhere. And uh, yeah, it's... I'm, I'm going to be excited to put Q on that. I don't know how well it's going to work, but um, yeah. You know. um, but I feel this is also, you know, beyond just the original generation Pixel, I think this is great news for the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 3, right? Yeah. Um, it, you know, who knows? We'll see. Anything can change, obviously, right? But it seems, at least with the Pixels, there's this push to support them for longer than was yeah, previously which, done right? which is great to see um from google especially since they came out of the gate saying oh we're only going to support it for so long a right? minimum right to yeah. be fair they said a minimum so, yeah you know, like so but um you know i think we're just kind of trained in this industry well if they say a minimum of two years then it's just two years yeah right yeah um and it's not even just with q they're supporting the original pixels with some other features um Mm -hmm. one of the big ones is call screen which is officially coming to canada the beta is out now and if you have one Mm -hmm. of the og pixels you can enroll in the beta and and try out call screen which is like really really cool that you can do that because that's Mm -hmm. something that initially they had said was just going to come to the pixel 2 and the 3 right so if we can take a quick detour you wrote our story on that. Did you get a chance to try it yet? Uh, I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enroll in it, but I don't have a SIM card in my 2XL right now. So that's kind of uh-huh. on my to-do list, um, okay. if not today, next week sometime. Uh, did Google say when they plan, it's like when it's done kind of thing? Um, literally what they said was it'll be done when it's ready. Yeah. Um, so the beta is just going to run until they feel like it's polished enough to make it official. Which was also kind of weird because 
they also said that the beta was going to be polished as polished as the U.S. version right now or as close to the U.S. version mm -hmm. as they could get. So, yeah. Just afraid to let those Canadians on uh, screen each other. Well, yeah. interestingly, one of the reasons why they came to Canada so quickly was uh, Canadians were very, very vocal about getting the call screen feature. Oh. Um, so Google decided to prioritize coming to Canada with that feature. That's interesting because, uh, you know, one of the reasons they said they decided to bring Q to the Pixel, the original Pixels, was uh, just demand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you well, know? That shows that they're they're listening to people, um, which on that At note... At least on some things. Yeah, on, on some things. And on that note of them listening to people, I just wanted to mention there's a new uh, feedback app in Android mm -hmm. Q as well. Um, and I think one of the most interesting parts about it is not only can you submit bugs and, and reports and stuff like that about things that aren't working, but you can also submit feature requests. So mm -hmm. if you're playing around with Q and you're like, hmm, this is missing and, you know, I, I want this feature, you can submit a, a request for it right in the, uh, the developer preview. Mm -hmm. And who knows? Google might actually put it in. Who knows? Yeah. I, I mean... I sincerely doubt it at this point because I feel yeah. like the feature list is at this point they're only cutting features if anything right mm -hmm. to just hit a ship date um, but we'll see right uh, stranger things have happened um, uh, one other like silly thing I wanted to know is with notifications now you can to dismiss them you have to swipe right yeah you can't swipe left yeah uh, swiping left brings up kind of additional options mm -hmm. which is interesting it'll take some getting yeah. used to it's it's a weird thing um because the options it brings up are basically like vibrate and mute options for mm -hmm. specific notifications um and then like a snooze option i believe mm -hmm. um so that that stuff was there before that's not new but mm -hmm. it was hidden behind a half swipe so you had to like partially mm -hmm. swipe the notification um i think you could also access it by pressing and holding on it so mm -hmm. It's almost a simplification with this change because Google's like they've gotten rid of one of the this like half swipe kind of thing, which could be confusing for some people. So I'm not I'm I'm kind of for this change. Mm -hmm. I also tend to swipe the way that Google wants me to swipe to get rid of my notifications anyway. So totally. it's, it's not a big thing for me, but I definitely get why uh, some people are kind of like that's not good or I, I don't like that. Um, there are also features that are quite honestly missing, right? Um, mm. And one of the things that um, I think most notably is there are no changes to gesture navigation, right? Um, yeah. I think it's fair to say, you know, for like gesture navigation on Android uh, P is what it is, right? Like um, I think like I quite like it, although obviously there are certain quirks with it. Uh, the best case example um, to my mind is multitasking right like there is this uh you swipe up partial partially to bring up the um multitasking menu and then you can you know swipe horizontally through the apps or you can you know drag the pill along and the dragging the pill along i do it more often than i do the other one but it is by far the less efficient way um mm -hmm. and it's just just through muscle memory right no no there's no changes which is interesting. And yeah, um, I, yeah, I would like to see some changes to that. Uh, I've been using an iPhone XS for a little while. Mm -hmm. The gesture navigation in that is just, it feels superior. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that it is, um, but mm -hmm. it, it feels a lot better. Um, I definitely miss the quick access to the search bar and 
my, all of my apps that I get with the Android P um, navigations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ultimately, it's I think that Google needs to do some tinkering with the gesture navigations and just kind of do some quality of life improvements there. Yeah, and again, that's not to say they aren't already, right? Yeah. Um, it's just that they haven't decided to show it off. Yeah, right? it, it hasn't shown up in queue yet. Um, and I think, you know, with the navigations, I'll just make one final quick point, which is, you know, there is this weird still kind of, it's trying to have it both ways, right? There's the back yeah. button, um, and then there's no, like, equivalent gesture to go back, right? Um, and so... It, it's like of two minds it can't decide what it wants and I think Google needs to just finally decide what it wants yeah it, it, it almost gives you this kind of like we're supporting like legacy users vibe where they have the but not on the pixel 3 not on the pixel 3 if you're yeah. on the pixel 3 your gestures are yeah. nothing yeah um, but yeah it's like even what the gesture sh- system is with the home button and with the back button still there it's kind of like it's like a compromise it's like a mm-hmm. it's like a half measure and yeah, I feel like Q needs to have a full measure with actual gestures. Get rid of the home button, get rid of the back button entirely. Mm-hmm. Give users an option for those who want the the buttons or who want the, the compromise. But mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a, a full gesture, no button navigation system. All right. On that note, John, any last thoughts on Android Q before we sign off? Uh, no, not just make the dark mode good that's like my my biggest plead for for google and and uh the android developers is i, I want the dark mode to be successful so uh any shout outs before we head out i'm gonna give a shout out to bennett for uh handling all this uh podcast recording he's doing a great job so yeah great job bradley proud of you um since it is the Ides of March, uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, that was the day Julius Caesar was assassinated. Um, reading a great book by one Tom Holland, not to be confused with the actor who portrays Spider-Man. Um, he's a historian. Uh, he's written a bunch of great books on ancient history. I'm currently reading one called Persian Fire, which is about uh, the first Persian War, uh, which was a war that happened between the Greeks and Persians, famously uh, 300 You've probably yeah. heard of it. Uh, the Battle of Thermopylae, which 300 kind of poorly depicts, I think is a fair statement, um, happened then. Anyway, great book. If you love history, uh, it's something called narrative history, which is essentially they take the first the sources from then and just kind of give it a kind of narrative spin while being true to the history. Really fun way to learn about history. Um, John, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at John underscore Lamont. That's J-O-N underscore L-A-M-O-N-T. And also on the website, mobilesyrup.com. And speaking of mobile syrup, you can find mobile syrup on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, just at mobile syrup. I'm Igor Bonifacic. That's I-G-O-R-B-O-N-I-F-A-C-I-C. And you can find me at Igor Bonifacic on Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you next week. That's Um, it. That's all. Yeah. Peace out.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.